Hello, you're very welcome to the Own O'Neill podcast. It's a series of chats with some people we might find interesting. My friend Adam Shapiro has all the recording gear and all the technology stuff. And uh, I sit down, we'd be chatting to, going around County Clare particularly, and chatting to people we might, we think are interesting, and hopefully you do. If you'd like to donate or contribute or support us in this mission, we'd be delighted. And uh, the PayPal account exists, and hopefully you see it somewhere. I'm Owen O'Neill. You're very welcome to another one of my podcasts. And uh, this evening, and, uh, we're myself and my compadre, Adam Shapiro, is doing sound. Normally I introduce him as a fiddle player, but this evening, and for these podcasts, I introduce him as the, the man with the technique that knows the technical stuff that I know nothing about. We've travelled up. I've come from Ennis. Adam has come from Lynch. We've come to the beautiful Doolin in North County Clare. And... Uh, this evening, you heard us welcomed by the beautiful, unique music of Christy Barry, who I'm delighted to say we'll be having a chat and a cup of coffee. How are you, Christy? How are you doing, Owen? Nice to, nice to have you up, Owen. Well, it's not the first time we met. But, not uh, at all. It's, uh, thanks for spending time with us. The idea is that we'll have a chat and it'll be like the listener will be having a cup of coffee with us. There's no, there's no hurry on anything and we're not in any hurry anywhere. But I'll uh, be, I'll be, there's no, no, no rush, Owen. So, Christy, you're, you're a Clare man through and through. What part of Clare were you brought up in? And did you I, start was brought, your life? I was brought up in Innes Diamond, outside Innes Diamond, about two miles outside it. A place called Foriglen. That'd be the townland, Foriglen. That's where I went to school. And uh, I suppose Foriglen was a, a mighty place for music and, and a lot of culture around that area. You know, there was loads of musicians and it, there was about two miles there of a, a circle and nearly every house on that circle, there was music in the house, or somebody played music or song, or told poetry had done, you know, stuff like that, recitations and all that. So I was brought steeped in that, and, and we, were, we were steeped in sport as well. So I was brought up in all that football, kind of stuff. Football, yeah, hurling, football and hurling. Yeah, yeah. And, and boxing, you know, any sports. Did you like yeah. school? Uh, who liked school that time? I, I didn't. I didn't like it too much. I always wanted to get away. I wanted to, I always wanted to go away and go play the music. Mad to get out, you know, mad the, to run off. You're, you're, um, you're definitely 
the the, the ubiquitous uh, free spirit. Uh, the first time I remember the last person I was talking was Sean Tyrrell, and I, I I was thinking of the, the first time I saw Sean Tyrrell. But now I, I want I want to tell you about the first time I saw you. I hadn't been in Doolin very long. And uh, a couple of days, in about 1980, 1981, I was in uh, McGann's and we took a walk down to O'Connor's and it, I don't know, was it a Tuesday afternoon in the bloody winter or something? Well, but the place was any packed. That time. The yeah. place was absolutely packed and there was a huge session, about 15 musicians. And I was in heaven, I couldn't believe where I'd landed. And uh, watching all the, Johnny Keenan was there, Tony O'Leary, there was a load. Sean Kelly was there, the, 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 the guitar player. There was, was a mighty bunch of people, but... All of a sudden, somebody said, Barry, give us a few reels and the whistle. And you, I didn't know who you were, but this young, I suppose you were 21, and uh, you were you had a curly head of hair, and you, and you took up a Generation D whistle, and you played 17 reels. You played the Congress, you played the Sally Gardens, you played the Silver Spear, and every time you changed a tune, it was like a rock concert. The whole of O'Connor's pub cheered. Tell us about those days. Uh, well, I suppose, I suppose I was kind of wild, you know. I you was a, I was a mad person, really, and I, I was full of energy because I was I loved hurling and sports, and I'd, if I hadn't something to do, I'd I'd go out through the window almost to do something. You know what I mean? I was one of those kind of fellas, and I was always looking for party kind of stuff and wild parties, and I loved I I, I loved the music, of course. You know, I always loved the music, no matter what. But I loved those sessions where the characters were, you know. And I loved appraisal. Of course, I loved when people cheered me on. So I'd drive the people on and they'd drive me on, that kind of a thing, you know. And, and, I, and that's why I'd, I'd go the distance, you know. I'd put all I had into it just for the bit of fun and the bit of crack. Yeah, but there was more going on than crack and fun. It was fun and it was crack. There was serious, serious drinking going on. Yeah. But also, you were a young man and you had the ability with a, a two-pound tin whistle to have a pub full of people in the palm of your hand how did that like where where did that come from well you see when i i was in a band when i was about 12 years old right so i like i was talking about foreign and all that there was there was some more musicians around foreign than there was up in Doolan that time do you know what i mean there was more local musicians that mightn't be as famous or as popular but they were there do you know what i mean and they mightn't be that wouldn't be very professional, some of them, but every one of them loved music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they loved the whole conversation about music and all that. Every night I'd be listening to it since I was a kid, you know? And then I had people like Michael Keller, you know, Michael was, Michael was a great, great fiddle player. He played with the bands and all that, you know? When you were, I remember Michael when he was about 30, 35, do you know what I mean? And he was fabulous, like he, was, mm-hmm. he had tunes to burn and he put so much time into music. And that was unusual at the time that someone took on the music like Michael did. Mm-hmm. The, the, the rest of them would be working in the day in the farms and stuff like that and come out and play a few tunes. But by God, Michael, Michael had gone through the books, the music and the recordings and the conversation. And when you're a kid, like, and you're listening to that stuff, mm-hmm. God, it, it was just fabulous. Like, you only could dream about just be, becoming older, you know, to become 17 or 18 and get your bit of freedom and, get, and go away, like... So when I came to Doolan, Doolan was very laid back. So they were playing very slow on Doolan, and I come in the door, this kind of a madman, and throw a few pints into him, and he'd lace into it like. So that was really it. I think we, we, that generation of people, including myself and yourself, we lifted the music to another kind of a stage, you know what I mean? We took, 
we took it away from the houses, I suppose, the house party that I'm actually doing again now myself. But we probably took it away and we brought it into a, a more, a more, what would you say, more freedom in the music and more whatever we wanted to do, we did it. And I was like that, like people who played two tunes and they were very organised to stop and, you know, after playing them three times round or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I just loved tunes and I had loads of tunes because I had learned them from all the old timers, you know. Mm -hmm. And I loved learning tunes. I used to spend half my life as a kid inside the room at home, you know, inside mm -hmm. the old bedroom and the door locked. My mother used to say I never came out. All she'd hear was music coming through the keyhole of the door, like, you know. So in those days you could, we did, we played every, every day, every single day we played, every night, single night. Yeah. We, were, we were booked by night time, but we played all oh, day. yeah, we played all and day. And we, sure. we, 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 there was no rules, there was no regulations, oh, our, lives, no our lives, our were, lives, were, were they good times, Christy? You, you, you know, for different people there weren't, you know, probably, do you know what I mean? I, I saw a lot of misfortune in it, but I enjoyed those years, you know. Uh, everything catches up with you if you're partying too much and you're drinking and you're you're dieted every day and you're not eating properly and stuff. All that stuff is going to catch you in the end. It doesn't matter who you are, do you know. Mm -hmm. And I was more. I I go all night and all day. I didn't care. That's you know when you're young and free like you're like that. I, I'd stay going up if the party lasted for ten years that time. And so would you, kind of. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we, we, I never looked at it as, as bad. I, I know people now who are very remorseful about those times. And but saying, uh, I think the opposite, terrible there's, time there's a lot of people thinking, oh, we had great days and it was all fantastic. And maybe it wasn't that fantastic, but we were learning our trade. It, wasn't, it wasn't all fantastic. No, like, we, we had a lot of hungry days. We had a lot of misfortunate days. And yeah. when you're drinking heavy, you're not going to be feeling so good all the time. And yeah. it catches up with you, as I say. And it caught up with me. I, I have no problem admitting this. Mm -hmm. But by God, when, 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 I, when I was able to do it, I really loved it. Do you know what I mean? You, you gave great value. Yeah, when I was able. No, you still give great value. I, and I, 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 I probably burned myself out by the time I was 34 or 5. When did you go uh, to America? Uh, it was, when was it? 1983, March of 83, I went to America. You were only about 25, so? Oh, yeah, 26, I think mm -hmm. I was at the time. Yeah. yeah, and I went over to America to the, for the summer to, to, to Tommy McGansher. We went out, myself and Tony Dalton, and Terry Tony Boyle. the great banjo player. And yeah. Terry Boyle was out there before was us. Yeah, 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 Terry yeah. was there when we got yeah. there. But we, we played a few nights there. And I, I stayed there alone, but I was drinking very heavy at the time. And, you know, you're a culture coming into a big city. I had never been anywhere before, like... Yeah. And I was kind of rocked by the whole lot of it. Really, Doolan was my place. That's you know what I mean. I was yeah. Around not Clare was my place. But I went over anyway. Shouldn't I fell into place after a while? But I remember playing. We myself and Tony Dalton. We played in a in a, in a Chinese uh, restaurant. The first gig was in a Chinese restaurant, and we had, we didn't know whether they knew what we were talking about or what. But we, you know, it was a tough gig to start with. But I remember doing it. I mean, the laugh we got great fun out of it anyway. Mm -hmm. Then we played in some English pub and we played for Tommy McGann in, in, in the, I forget the name of the place he had there in, in Boston. It was Shamrock, wasn't it? That was the pub he was manager of at the time, the Purple Shamrock. And we played there and we'd done, we done all that weekend of 83, Paddy's weekend it was, yeah. you know. And we'd done all that. And then I got, a, uh, somebody heard I was out there and they called me from New York to know where I come up and play. He was a Kerry man called John Riney. And he said, we, we heard you were coming to America. He said, I knew John before he was from, from Schneem. And they had a pub in Schneem, do you know? Mm -hmm. So I, myself and John King probably had played in it a few times and that and maybe slept there. And that. Mm -hmm. so, 
But when he had, was out here anyway, he offered me a job to come. And I remember I went up there to New York. I was delighted to go to Times Square and into Queens and the train. And it was fantastic, you know, just the journey going to that. And I spent, it was a very, very successful session that McGovern's and Queens. We, it became kind of very, very popular on Saturday night. So we had people like Joe Burke and Penny O'Brien and all the, you know, the professional lads that mm. come after their gigs and mm. playing them sessions with us in mm-hmm. them days. You know, that was the early days, yeah. And I, I stayed on then. I got to like America then. I found it hard though. Oh, and I, hate, I found it very hard. Did you change for America? Or did, did you stay the same person? as? Did you find yourself having to, you know, your performance style, uh, did you find you were playing different than you were playing in Doolin? Yeah, because you were you were you were on stage now. You yeah. know the sessions where we were doing them in Doolin down by the fire, and we could get up and down when we liked and take a break when we liked. But now you're playing for four hours, and you're getting paid for it in in America, and you have to do the four hours. That's a long it's stint. A long stint yeah. It's a long stint for two people or three people to do it. Mm-hmm. And I found it very. I, I had no problem with the supply of music. I had plenty of tunes, and we had plenty of songs. The whole lot of us there between us. Yeah. But I found the time very boring. Because I, I was kind of a person that put all I had into it for the first hour. Yeah. <laughs> and then you kind of get tired. You'll be kind of, you'll kind of be fed up of it then and you'll be missing home. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I was missing home a lot more than a lot of people thought I was. I was, I was a great actor too. I, you know, when you're in Rome, you do what the Romans do. Yeah, I've been a great actor. I think it's, it's the musicians. There, there's something about, you just said that, that, that line and it kind of hit me because I think maybe we're all actors a little bit. You yeah. know, musicians were always trying to, to, to be in good form for everybody. That's the thing, like, I, whether I You was, were drinking at the time, were you? Well, I needed the money. It didn't make a mm. difference whether I liked it or not. Mm. I, I had to show up or, yeah. or else go digging out in the concrete. Mm-hmm. I tried that as well, yeah. but I'd only spend a couple of days. I couldn't do that. Like, it was too hard, you know. Yeah. And I was only after coming from years of playing in Doolin. You know, I, was, mm-hmm. I wasn't the strongest physical person in the world after spending seven or eight or ten years around Doolin playing music and that. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't physically fit to go on construction or anything like that. But I do the odd day's work and I got into it. It pulled me back. Meeting, I love meeting the working people, you see, and the conversation. You meet all the Irish that's lads and uh, the work and that, you know. That's what I love about America was going to the diners after this after oh, the yeah, after and the just meeting the truck drivers and the waitresses and yeah. they, they, they'd say to, hey they'd say honey you've got a great accent and I'd be kind of looking as if I was watching them on telly Tell their you. accents were fantastic to me oh, like, sure, it yeah. was like watching a, a, an episode of some television show so you liked America oh, I loved America I loved American people yeah. it's amazing how I grew into the American people and I still love the American people mm. when they come here now mm-hmm. to the old music house that we do here mm. I think that the American people are so honest and so yeah. innocent. They're very innocent people. But they're and very, they're very um, and decent people. They, you know, very also, decent. They give you a good push. They, they yeah. say in, in Ireland, the first thing they ask you, "Can you make a living from that?" What you're doing in America, they say, "Good job." Good job, yeah, man. They yeah, always man. say good job. And that means a lot to a musician, and, I think. And they go and they say, go out and kick ass. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They drive they're, you they're on. on your side somehow. Yeah, mo- motivators, you yeah, know. Yeah. They didn't They didn't think negative. I think the Americans would rather see you do go to the That's top right. than right. to stay where you were. Like if and you did were you do good? Did you make money here playing music in America? Oh, God, I made a lot of money playing music in America. I, you know, I'd done very, very well. 
discreetly I, mean, I, I had my own way of doing things I, I wouldn't be in the newspaper every day or I wouldn't be in the television every day but mm-hmm. I was in it a few times I, you know people had come and maybe interview me like, and I'd do, I'd do things like that and if I needed a bit of a push I'd go to the, the local paper you know and I'd put it on but you know when you're in a big city everything is very local after a while do you know what I mean everybody gets to know you once you appear in the, 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 the old magazines or the papers and, and is New York was New York your, your spot I love New York, and then I went. I kind of left in New York, and I went out to Chicago. I met you there, and uh, that's where I met you. On. Yeah, Do you remember yeah. that? I met you in Chicago. We did a gig, and, yeah, yeah. And we took, that was around Paddy's weekend as well, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I was. Over, I went over for a week to to play with John Williams. I sat for about four or five months in Chicago. It was that's great. Right. And but it was around nineteen ninety six. It was around that time. We drank a lot of coffee, the two of us. Oh, what's coffee? We, we were drinking coffee. Is it? Uh, we couldn't. I couldn't get my head around it. You, you'd, you'd buy one coffee. And I don't know whether it was the waitress like you or what, you know, whatever happened anyway. But James, we, we, all, all day long would be free coffee after the one you buy. Was that the way it is in America? Well, that was the way it was. You get Jeez, free coffee once they, you buy. But I suppose they'd expect you to buy a bit of a dinner after a while. But, <laughs> but, but we were coffee drinkers. We weren't drinking the other stuff. So we no, were we, we, we had enough of it. But, uh, had I, you enough of it, Christy? I, I don't want to be delving into it, but uh, was, drink, was drink something you were happy to give up? Oh, man. I thought I'd never, I'd never get free of it. I thought I'd never get free yeah. I honestly did. I struggled still a bit, you know. Yeah, I did, still you, did, did, did you make a first drink? Thing? I was obsessed by drink. Drink had taken me over completely, like, or any drug. If I took any drug, I would be totally the same way, which would have destroyed me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I took it the way I drank when I was young, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I suppose I drank too young. You know, I was drinking at 12 years old, like, I was in a band. Mm-hmm. And I was drinking with lads 30 years old, you know. Yeah. And I was drinking the same quantity and the same drinks, whiskey, brandy or whatever they gave me, I had no bother drinking it. Mm-hmm. But like I wasn't even developed. You know, I was only still a kid like and I wasn't even my body wasn't ready for that at all. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time it went to the head instead of the body, you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. And I get I get confused. Well I, I know you obviously a long time, but do you think that you, you you only thought that you needed that drink because now you're not a bit shy and you're you're you're, you're you know and you don't need any stimulants to, to to put on the great shows you do put on at the time did you could you imagine when you were in dueling or when you just moved to could you imagine possibly doing gigs without without a few pints oh i thought i'd never be able to play a tune without drinking and it was it was like it was just drink was bigger than myself it was bigger than myself you know it was bigger than my thinking when, did, was, when did it stop being fun uh, I suppose it stopped around the 80s, late 80s, there around 88, 89. How did that show it became, itself? It became a serious problem. I st- one time I was homeless. I went out to the street. I, had no, I couldn't pay my rent. And, I co- and it didn't stop me drinking. Do you know what I mean? I, once I had money for drink, I said, that's grand. I don't care whether I have a house over my head or not. It doesn't matter. I can sleep in the park if I have to. Because it's very easy yeah. with the music to hang around with the same kind of people, meet like-minded people all yeah. the time. That'll keep you partying. Yeah, but that was the thing, like, and I, and I, and I do anything for a drink, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had the price of a, if I was starving with the hunger, and I had the price of a, a drink or a bar of chocolate, I'd buy the drink. I wouldn't have the bar of chocolate, you know, that I needed more than the drink, you know. I do. And I was and obsessed. I, I couldn't understand it, and I it was I cried a lot by myself, you know what I mean. But I was always a great actor for the people. They, 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 I could put on the tough image. I'm able to handle this, mm-hmm. but. Deep down inside, I was burned up. I was. I didn't want no more of it. You know, I we just never had to buy a drink then. 
Are you never bought a no, drink? You the never free, bought free a drink, drink at all. Was the, was the, was the, the, the pubs used to be packed because musicians were getting free drink. Uh, Just drink and, and, all the time. Yeah, and, all and, day, and there yeah. wasn't no restaurants around, we'll say, in, in Doolan. When we were young, there was no restaurants that we could no. go off and slip off and have a sandwich. So we'd done often 20 hours of drinking, mm-hmm. day after day after day. I don't know how we survived it anyway before, mm-hmm. you know, much alone. <laughs> becoming an alcoholic from it or whatever I, I, I just couldn't ever understand how I survived that I, I lived do you know yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was hard going you know but, but it, 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 you see the, 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 I presume you'd agree with me when the, all these experiences give us more control now of, of where we like to be as, as 60 year olds yeah I, I don't regret one business no. yeah. you know yeah. I hear some people that, that do you know, there's people who've done very similar to what I'd done. And they say, oh, wasn't this terrible? It wasn't that terrible. It wasn't terrible. It, it was a part of a journey for me. Mm-hmm. I, if I got over that bad part of the journey, you get, get out of the get out of the, the muck and get onto the and clean where road. The, where you know? did the clean road start? Did it start in America or when you came back to Ireland? It started in America. So I, got, I got clean in America completely, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I got help in America to get clean. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and people didn't score on me as much as probably they'd scored on me here. So I was able to talk my mind. You know, I was able to express myself better to strange people anywhere. Do you know what I mean? I, I probably would be very... You know, the old macho thing in Ireland was in me. And I wouldn't surrender to nobody, kind of. Irish people, we're very happy. We don't... We just don't throw the towel in. We just kind of keep going just for image or whatever it is. But in America, I had no problem getting rid of that, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. I meet several people now who like to talk to me about these things like yourself and that. And, I, and I'm well able to talk about it because I know how bad it was. A lot of it I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the bits that I do remember, I don't want to remember them, you know what I mean, at times. But that's the way it goes, you know. But at the same time, as I look back, I survived it. You survived. Everybody survived that, that I know most well, we people we had brilliant times we had beautiful times we had beautiful we times knew, we, we both knew uh, uh, Michael Russell oh god we had great we, times we had the pleasure to play music with Michael Michael was a, was a lovely man tell us about your, your memories of Michael oh should I remember Michael since I was before I ever came to Doolan like Michael used to be in, play a lot in Inish time and more than he played in Doolan years ago do you know I came to Doolan in 1965 actually I was only 9 or 10 years old or 8 or 9 years old I came with a fellow called PJ Connors who lives over there he married a woman from Doolan and he married into Farah Melantir. And PJ brought me up in 1965. And O'Connor's pub was only open two years that time. Do you know, because of course he had come back from England himself and Dahl and they had kind of opened it up. Do you know, it was starting to go well at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was there very close to the beginning. But I, the, Michael was, Michael would come in and out. But I remember Gussie and um, Packy and, and, and Stevie Mac. Him were the three, and, and there was a fellow called Joe Layden. He played in a cardin, a piano cardin. And Joe was the man that was more, he was the more residential at the time. He was playing in O'Connor's pub. I remember that. And J.J. Conway, he was a young fellow coming in with the flute, I remember as well, like that. And I got to know Susan O'Connor, you know, Susan. Now, I was just thinking of Susan because, in my view, there's only a couple of people that can play like Michael. Yeah. You're one of them. John Fitz from Doolan plays more like Gussie, I think. He plays like Gussie, Gussie. yeah. Susan O'Connor plays like Michael as oh, well. Oh, yeah, but Susan spent a lot of time playing with him. Of course with, she did, She yeah. toured with him and everything, That's playing right. the pipes and everything. Would sure. you do me a favour? Would you give me an impression on the tin whistle of... Oh, my of, God, will I be able to do of, it? ...of Michael? Of, 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 because it's fascinating because uh, 
I've been pro- I probably lost it now. I'm probably going to wave for him. Well, if you want to play like Christy Barry, play like Christy Barry. But be, it, it's all good. I'll play his Mason's Apron for you. Michael's Mason's Apron. Sure, he used to be. And to thanks play. for doing this, Christy. This is good. This is good fun. I'm oh, yeah, I love doing this, Sharon. I, I love talking to you. You're, you're an old friend of mine. Sure, yeah. I mean, well, it's an Adam, and we don't, our we don't, sound engineer. We, he's an old friend. Now, we don't so. get a chance to chat much anymore. Sometimes, yeah, you know, we don't talk at all. Sure, we'd be talking about business and music or mm-hmm. whatever well, maybe, but it's just nice to talk about the yeah ourselves too nice to get know. great well I appreciate it I'll play that one so on Michael's missions there for now, but I, I, by the time we got away, if we listen to Michael now, I'd say, no, it is um, very, very, it, it was very it, hard to play like Michael Rusty, it was so hard. unique, you very know, hard. and the more I get older, I really value Michael mm-hmm. because there was one thing about Michael in, in music, he was simple, but it wasn't simple. There was a lot of gaps, a lot there of space. was a lot of space, mm. a lot of, a lot of rhythm, a lot of all thing, rhythm, yeah, and he got all that from dancing because he was mm. a brilliant dancer mm. as well. You see, and he understood the dancing, he understood the set dancing, mm. you know. And Michael could sing, he could lilt, he could, he could do all these things, and, and it was all done in, in the Michael Russell way. That's right. Now, to find a person, even in the modern day or any day, that can be himself and be as popular as Michael Russell worldwide. Mm-hmm. That's what I call success to. Of course. He brought Doolan with him every place he went. And he, he, he brought Doolan to the stage. He did. He, he brought it everywhere. And so. you, you have that ability, Christy Barry. And, 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 I, and I know that you've taken control of, of, of the music in your own life. And I'll get to that in a while. But um, I, I want to go back to when you weren't in control of the music. And when, 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 in times when... when um, I met you in Chicago and we spent days talking. I was great time and, in Chicago. Uh, sure, I yeah. wanted you to... I was gone professional that time. I, I wanted you to record an album. I said, we've nothing to do here for the week. Yeah. And we're hanging out. I said, will you go into the studio? Will you organise the studio and just put down a whistle album of just tin whistle, nothing tin whistle else. Jones, yeah. And I knew it was... It needed to be done. What you're just all that stuff. And you 
were insecure at the time? Why were you insecure at the time? What was holding you back? What was what was the what was stopping you making those CDs and, and albums in in the before you did make them with Conor McCarthy and and, and Sir Little No in the early days? What was stopping you? I, I just didn't think about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I, were you were you were you were, it you, wasn't, it were wasn't, you worried what people thought of you, or were you? What, what was? It, what, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. I I wasn't thinking about albums. I I was. Mm-hmm. I was I was on survival mode. I was I'm coming. I'm trying to build myself up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm I'm never I would I didn't know myself really. You know whether I was good or bad. I didn't know because I'm after coming out of a harder time of of drugs and drink or whatever. So now I'm on a kind of a, a journey to, to repair myself. That was more important. And that was very way yeah. more important yes. at the time. And I'd be offended if someone kind of pushed me at the yes, time yes, you know yes. I just said, no, no, no. because yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to put two tunes together at that stage anyway you, you, you could we did a gig actually that the same week. I did but I, I mean and but I, there mightn't be the stuff I'd want to play you I know, know yeah that yeah. kind of thing and I, no but I think you you underestimate your power and, and you but well, I don't think you do anymore I think which is a great thing I know I, I'm, I'm content yeah. with my lot now when we did you our know. gig in, in Chicago we, we we were asked to do a gig in, in O'Looney's uh, the Abbey that's right the Abbey pub and, and they took a photograph we were rough looking up at the bar but we were dog rough at that time but you were close we were, and we, 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 we ended up anyway going up on the stage and 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 uh jeez there was about 300 people at it and they were all dressed up and they were all from county Clare, and we were terrified do you remember we got a shock we got <laughs> jeez there was fellas from a scanner and doing right, and all yeah. that gone to mary we were, what the fuck are we doing here like we're in <laughs> yeah, trouble that's like, right. do you remember <laughs> i do remember <laughs> well i remember you saying to me i played one fucking shoe and i and, and, and you gonna start playing the spoons then i said i look after that and, did we work it well we worked it well ah, we've done a great Jay's job you, they only wanted to hear you talk yeah that, that's they, all they, about. They, ah, but i was used to playing for like that crowd around there anyway you know yeah I had a time spent in Chicago and, and we had, ah, they were wonderful. They were brilliant people. It was I fabulous. done several concerts there, really, with Liz and all that. Yeah, you know, Liz yeah. Cattle and John Williams. I'd done a few bits and pieces with them. But I usually played, i just done the sessions mostly. Yeah. That's what I've done. That was a nice crowd. Yeah, that was yeah, my, there, that was why from, it was in Chicago. Are they from Kilchani, yeah, the, the O'Loonies? Were they from Kilchani or the Scanner or something? No, they were from uh, Corofin. Corofin, oh, yeah. Over yeah, here, beyond yeah, Overthrow. Yeah, yeah. But nice I, I was hired, like, he gave me a free apartment and everything yeah. that time. And I was hired to do the sessions. I was in charge. Of the yeah, sessions, yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. kind of a thing, and, and that's what we do, West, isn't it? That's what that, that's what that's he knew. That's what I was. He knew that's what I was into. Yeah, yeah. He knew I wasn't too interested in going up. You know, mm-hmm. I'd go to hear the great bands when they came. I'd go into the big room to hear them, but I go back out, and someone would come out and join me in the session and stuff like that. I love that too, but I always like playing with the guys. The ordinary guys, you know, people learn, and yeah. I always loved playing with them, and I always loved them. The big star to come in and bring the session on maybe a small little bit I always love that you have a great but, reputation for welcoming musicians from all over the world into that's, your sessions that's, that's where I am and that came from mm. my own house at home in, in, mm. in Labyrinth where I was born mm-hmm. my mother was like that and my mother was a lovely musician herself but she gave more she got more pride out of hearing other people play than herself and she just loved to see people play and bring them in and see them grow and play you know and sing and encourage mm-hmm. them on and it was just something that was there I, I'm still like that I just I love you, to you, see you, young lads coming up you brought it to a, a, a completely new level we're, we're sitting in here in this beautiful beautiful house in yeah. the, just between between uh, Car, Car, what's it called this uh, is Carnan Carnan yeah yeah Carnan and Liston and um, between Liston and Vernon and Doolan and this house, this is a music house now. You've you've actually taken control of the music, and you've started over the last few years yourself and Sheila. Yeah, the have, last five have, years have, now. Have, have started inviting people in for a private performance. Yeah, it's just beautiful. 
Yeah. It's just beautiful. It's and, what and people it, are looking for. It was meant for me. That's what I yes, love doing. Yes. I was never just content in my life mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. Because I have, in, in, in a weird kind of way, from the old rough days and everything, the experience of that. Mm-hmm. Because you met the people at the bottom and you met the people at the top and you met everything. And you're in the middle of the road, kind of, when you're like that. Mm-hmm. So you know everybody, what they're doing and they're playing and you're interested in everything. So you gather a lot of information and you gather a lot of experience from the hard times, you know. Yes. Now, I, I, I think people, if they haven't had times on, I don't think they would be quite as... Full of that kind of stuff, well, you know, and enthusiasm and I stuff. I think I think my favourite musicians have been through hard times. Exactly. I can hear, like, if, if I hear Tommy Peoples, I can, I, I can hear, I can hear something in that music that that that's, oh, yeah, that's got Tommy, that, the Tom, power, like the power of Tommy's soul is coming out and, through this. this and the power uh, who else? Who else? Name a few other people that that would have that soul that 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 you know from the old days or from the new days or from any days. Who? Well, who I mean, John King when yeah. he came when John King came back from 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 England, mm-hmm. John King was this, uh, an outstanding accordion player. He was just beautiful, mm-hmm. and John understood set dancing. Mm-hmm. He understood it all. There was a purpose to his music. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a music that you'd sit down, counting the fancy tricks or anything yes. like that. John could play music with mm-hmm. with anyone. He had spent years with Finn Bardwyer and all these great accordion players from all over Ireland mm-hmm. they were even sharing an apartment together and working together you know I remember this, yourself and Johnny Keenan playing as well I and Johnny Keenan Johnny yeah. Keenan who played with Timber no, an underestimated man was yeah. Johnny Keenan to me yeah. I love Johnny Keenan yeah. I thought Johnny Keenan was a spectacular musician I thought that myself now. Yeah, I lived you know, in the, the, the shed beside McGann's with him for about 10, 10, 10 no about 6 months one season yeah. and, and most fascinating man but I mean he, yeah. he, he, he was an incredible oh, he was incredible, incredible. Uh, power in that little banjo little Gibson banjo yeah. his knowledge of music his was timbre. ferocious he, he like was like a bit of a wavin pipe he used wasn't yeah. it that he, oh, his knowledge was ferocious mm-hmm. he was quite an unassuming man but by God, did he understand his music and did he understand the whole idea and purpose, you know, of music at the time. So you know? if you think of, a, of an average afternoon in 1980 in, in, in O'Connor's pub and Seamus Cray and, and, and Tony O'Leary and yourself. Oh my God, yeah, all the think of all those people. We'll never see that again. I don't, think, madness, be, I don't think that madness will ever come back. Because that was a change, and there was thousands of years of one thing. Did it and get the, more and middle the world, class? The world was changing anywhere. Did Things music, were changing. Did music know? get more middle class? Did it get more uh, that the, the instruments were very expensive? Concertinas were seven or eight thousand. Did something change in in the sense that it was it, it, it was? A I bit think more, it, I think it, there was a gap somewhere. That was there was something that there was some jump from leap. The the continual flow of the development of music that time. Mm-hmm was somebody saw opportunities to make this international, do you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or something, and they saw it, and they, they left a big vacant gap and jumped into the other things and brought the music into these other things that I'm not very much interested in myself, to be honest. But I know that the modern-day music just came out of nothing. Do you know what I mean? It came out of nothing. There was no build-up for these young people to continue on and have a look at it themselves. It was brought to schools, and, and it was brought... And I think before that, for a thousand years or what a many thousand years, I don't know, but it was brought down, it was handed down. Do you know what I mean? It was p- mm-hmm. passed on. And we were to develop, of course, you had the body band and all these great musicians there, and they were going professional and all that. So they were a little step above the KD band, we'll say, the body band. They took it just another more professional, they brought it to there. 
and that course was very you, you really had to feed into that as a youngster it was but beautiful the, like you know it brought us all it brought us all a bigger audience as well it did in the sense that we could be sitting in County Clare but then it took another leap that I'm not sure what happened tell me what this second leap is I'm interested I, I'm not very sure what happened it went it just left the tradition was kind of they just kind of said to hell with tradition we're going to we're going to go we can all make a living out of this do you know what I mean or something like that and I, I felt it more than I know I know I have the knowledge of it so it's I mean? more the international music that's, that's exactly what that, happened that's what's going around yeah and they're looking for people that maybe abroad to get that chance to hear it maybe mm. you know what I mean and all that but for us here at home we were we were deceived by it a little bit because we had so much of ourselves put into the old tradition and trying to keep it going and keep the old tunes and now there's the people are not, as, you know, they're, not, they're a bit more careless about it. They weren't they the values that we had on the music, you know. They weren't putting the same value on then on, on character and people to, who carried the can from for a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of dropped on my thoughts. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That, who, who did uh, it? Was it RTE? That's something I can't point a finger at, you see, because it, it just it, it that's the way life is, isn't it? Things mm-hmm. change. And it develops again into other things. And I suppose Riverdance and all that brought a new attraction to the music and everything. Do you know what I'm but saying? But isn't that great? Oh, I think it's great. But, yeah. I, but what I'm saying is there is that void somewhere there that could have been... I think there was something left out. We, we didn't get to develop what we were about really either, do you know? You think people you think that people were neglected? I think so. That heroes yeah. that should have been appreciated more. Were, I think so, yeah. yeah because I, I made quite a few, yeah. you know, on the Do you road. think you were neglected, Christy? No, I was never neglected. Honestly, honestly, do you think you were, do you think you, 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 you were, you, you could have been treated better by, by, by... Oh, I could have been treated better by some people. By, by RT and by, by, by... I know RT wasn't too yeah. bad to me now. I won't, I won't say that, like, but I, I could have been treated... You see, I had this reputation of being a heavy hitter, a heavy drinker and that, and there was no, no space in their heads for it. But yeah. then again, it, it, there was no room for the wild man. Is there, there was no room for the for the person that's just a little bit uh, yeah, expressed. The, yeah, the, the people that were creating the fun. Will I there. agree with you. Do you know, we I were the people that created the fun. If they yes. only sat down for a second, mm-hmm. there was too much order in them. They they brought the, the, the fella they wanted to hear. They cleared everybody out of the room and they recorded the fella. That's right. Do you know? I've seen that. I mean, yeah. why would you do? How could you insult? Mm-hmm. Any community of, of people by just doing that to them mm-hmm. without trying to grab onto how they live here, their style and the and the whole thing. So that's what was you know one person doesn't carry the whole can like you, yes. you you have to get a bit of everybody to really see what community and style the style of the place is and you know all that kind of thing. And I I I, I don't want to be going into it now because it's too. No, but you've done a, a nice little bit yourself now in bringing people back in. People, yeah. You've got control. You have a gig going in your house. So you can actually invite musicians that you admire that maybe... Yeah. That, that, so you've got a great chance to, to, I, I, to, I, to do what... I finally what, figured out I'm entitled to my point of view. Do you know? Uh, I, got, I, got the, I got the courage yeah. to, 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 to do that. Yeah. I, ho- I didn't want to I have finally it. figured out I'm entitled to my point of view. Yeah. Let that be the... the, 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 the yeah, the, the, the slogan for for this for this podcast. Anyway. And and if I, and if I have something to give, I I'd love to be able to give people a bit more than maybe they thought I wasn't given. And I, and I want to give it now because I feel that I'm old enough. I have the experience and I have I have the knowledge and I try to treat people decent mm-hmm. and proper. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wasn't always treated decent and proper myself, mm-hmm. but 
that's no reason why you shouldn't treat other people decent and proper. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's the way we were brought up. So I suppose it, but the way you were brought up will come out in the end. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It will all come through in the end, don't. So really, we're living in great times now. Oh, yeah. We, we, this is the best times we ever had. Jesus. I think so, maybe. Oh, yeah. God, stop it. Because it's looking into the past is, 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 is a, it's a little bit... Um, it's eerie. It it's a little bit it, it, eerie. <laughs> yeah. That's the it worst. Is, yeah, but it doesn't do any good. It doesn't do you good. Like, I mean, it, there, there was a tomorrow, lot of growth tomorrow, there. We tomorrow. did learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, and, we, and, you know, the, the whole thing about that was we, we, were, we were taking chances. You know, you were taking chances. You were taking risks back yeah. then. Oh, it was, and, every and day was a risk. It was I, a like, risk. I, like, think, it, I think what was fascinating for me was I'd like, gone to a flat in the stall with you guys and Tony Dawson would have been my man that I would travel. But when everybody was gone back on the Sunday night, the Monday, the Tuesday, the Wednesday and the Thursday, those flas, you saw people that you never knew existed in this country. Yeah. That were never but, always bypassed and always overlooked. Yeah. Absolute beautiful people beautiful. that drank a lot. Yeah. Danced a lot, sang a lot, and gave their hearts and souls. And fantastic musicians from Tipperary and from All from Limerick and from Car- yeah. Dublin. It, it was, uh, those days after everybody had gone back from a the flat, they were special days. Well, you see, when I was growing up, the music was clear. You know, mm-hmm. in our own heads, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But that's the way it was. There was a mm-hmm. few counties, and it was oh, you have to go to Clare for music, and you have to go up to Galway, and you get a bit, you might get a bit in Schleicher. Mm-hmm. But I always found when I went to Flakyolds in those days that there was musicians everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they weren't getting the recognition, we'll say, as, that, you know, they were only picking on certain people to be on the radio every day. They were picking on and talking in bits of Irish to the same person all the time about the music. And I don't know if a lot of these fellas were great musicians anyway, but they, they were the ones that were, they were, they were telling it, telling it, you know, telling the story about the music and things. And do you think it's that, improved now? I do. I think since, since people like yourself and other people on the radio, come on, you especially for around here, you, you have taken care of the local people really well. And if, any, if, if anyone ever on radio done community work, it's you. Thank you. And, I, and I, I, I always say that to you. It's not just because you're in front of me and I tell everybody. I said, oh, if we're traveling for own, should no one know we were barbing at all. Do you know what I mean? They wouldn't have us on at all. Mm. You know, in plain language, like, I mean, there's no need to be fancy about it. <laughs> That's the way it is, like. Yeah. And the television know. has improved, I think, has it? The, the, the programs are presented differently. Yeah, they, they, this television, like they, the TG Car program. Oh, TG Car is music, very good. I like yeah. the TG Car is good. Yeah, the Irish music programs. The Irish music programs are great. Like they're mm. grand. Just any anything is great. Like if the music is on, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know how they present them or what they think it is. Even if they don't know much about the music, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're at least putting it out there and giving a chance to the young lads to play it and hear each other and, and learn from each other. There's so, another way of handing it down, really. You so know? let's say. You'll, you'll be 70 in 10 years' time. What will Christy Barry be doing in 10 years' time? What will what, 70-year-old Christy Barry have done from, from, from this day till then? What do you think? I was, hoping, I was hoping with my music house that I could help get something out to the world that isn't all about power and, and it's not about, all about politics. Or the, 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 the spirituality is, is the biggest thing in our life and it comes through music, most importantly comes to Irish music. I'd say it's the best conductor of spirituality in the world is our Irish traditional music. It's unbelievable. The response that people that never heard it, when they hear it, the response to that. It's like they know who you are and what you're talking about. 
even though they never heard it before in their life. So I think we have to go back to that slow kind of playing, expression of tune, uh, nice tunes, giving everybody's tune a chance. This, you know, someone up in Offaly or somebody, and here, there, they're talking about their own people around them there and their tunes. They have a different style or whatever it may be. It doesn't make their music wrong or right. Their music is a part of their life. It's a part of their culture. Now, if we're going to be selling CDs on the internet or whatever we're doing, which we are all doing, but if we're going to continue doing stuff like this, this is what we're talking about here today, uh, is definitely going to get a quick death, I'd say. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the whole music traditional thing, the traditional value is going to, the values that a human being needs, the spirituality a human being needs, you know, especially values. Mm-hmm. Values are a big part of us. Because we have to, we can't hate each other as musicians or as sports people or anything. We have to just embrace each other, even if it's competitive. Do you know what I mean? We have yeah. to be able to say, okay, you, you got me today and smile about it. Do you know what I mean? What do you think of competition in, in We music? don't need to be the greatest in the world. Anybody doesn't need to be the greatest. What do you think of the, no the whole thing about competition with, 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 with I, there's uh, no such thing. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a great sport. It's a motivator. Yeah. For kids, it drives the kids on and they, they learn to play. And they go, they go up along and they, they come back the following year. But then it can be a, a very disappointing thing for one or two kids every year to be getting beaten and they throw down their instruments. Mm-hmm. So what's good for one might be always good for the other. But it, there is no way to please everybody anyway. Mm-hmm. But I suppose you can't criticise it because it gathers people together yeah. and people mm-hmm. can go away and celebrate it. I, I was never a fan of, of that kind of stuff. I, lo- I always went to Flag Hills to meet characters, mm-hmm. to meet the storytellers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The people that were maybe pushed aside because they were the ones that had the stories, mm-hmm. you know? And they were the ones you could enjoy and they were human and they were, they were vulnerable and they were lovely people, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what I see now talking to you is I know you a long, long time and we don't get to talk as often as I'd like. You, you, you seem to be a man that, that's very happy. Oh, geez, I'm very happy at the moment. I have a lovely woman there. I have Sheila. She's she couldn't be so like Sheila's. Sheila's. Well, like I mean, I have no, I have no problem getting on with people anyway. That's the thing about me. I'm not a, I'm not a wicked guy. Or I'm, if I listen to everybody and if they have something to tell me and I like it, well, I won't cut them off if I don't like it. I, I just say okay, go ahead and do that because I, right now I'm not interested in doing it or whatever. But you do it and it'll be. But I will never criticize people that much again ever. I'll criticize events. But I'd never criticise a, a human being. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Again, right. I, I, they, we were brought up kind of criticising people a little bit when we were young. You know, the, people were like that to be talking about this fellow maybe without knowing that person. Mm-hmm. I learned, I learned not to be doing that a long time ago. Do you know? I learned don't give that man a chance, give that woman a chance. Do you know? And if you do things like that, that's what I call value. You know, that's that's giving that's human dignity. You know, you have to think of them words because they're in music huge. Like, if, if they're, they're very, we're very fickle. I'm very fickle. And if you say something bad about me that I don't like, I mightn't attack you, but by God, I get hurt, you know. And I might want to go out again. And that's a terrible thing. Like, I mean, no one deserves that, you know what I mean? I might go out in the shed and lock myself into the shed because somebody hurt me. I won't go out, go beating you up or attack you. But that's the way I, 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 but I know I'm hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's because we, it's ignorance really, because we didn't know each other and we, didn't know, mm-hmm. we don't really know each other, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why I love to see people go forward. And I love to see, you know, like Adam come over from South Africa there and himself and his brother, like, playing the finest Irish music, better than what we played, like, do you know what I mean? And the passions they have, them that sort of music. That makes me stronger because now I know what I was doing was right. Do you know yes, what I mean? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So he, all he's doing is giving me courage to, yes. to say, nice OK, one. Adam, nice you're one. doing yeah. it, so I hope I can catch up to you now. So yeah. was the... I like this happy Christie Barry. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, it's you know sometimes we as we said all through this we're actors you know yeah, we're, we can we're be actors like but, but you're not acting now because oh, you're, I'm not an you're, actor you're, you're, you're not acting now because I'm not in now because you're you're in control of your life and you're in control of your music. Oh no, I, I love I love people. I genuinely you love have people. you have you have people from all over the world calling to this house. I have people come here and and I never tried to put on any show for them. I never try to act. I do my thing myself and my friend James on, on the fiddle. James Devis. And James Devis. And Sheila does the, she'd give him their little bit of. Yourself and James Devis are, are, are your two mighty men. And yeah. then Terry Bigham you play with as well. Terry, they're, yeah. They're, 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 it's a very unusual trio. Yeah, but you're like, we, we are so different, all, the thre- all yeah, three yeah. of us, you know. We were like the three students, you know, but yeah. we, but you know something. Fantastic passion for music with the three of you, though. Well, it's about tolerance, really, mm-hmm. when you come to the three of us. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all able to tolerate each other. Mm-hmm. We might get a little bit mad with each other, but mm-hmm. then of a sudden you'll see the, everyone look and laugh, like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there is a connection, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that, that's what you want. You need connection mm-hmm. with people to be, to be able to... You know, to tolerate mm. each other even. Mm. And you don't expect everyone's going to like you every night mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the nights, the bad nights and good acceptance and accept them nights and we'd be back tomorrow night again with smiles in our faces. That's how it was all going. That's how it goes on and on. Mm-hmm. And I got good at that, I suppose, years ago. I just got good at it from running sessions and stuff. And this fella be, you know, might be a little bit awkward or that fella be awkward. And you just say, OK, you're, you're, I'll let him off tonight. Now we'll say nothing. We'll see what he do tomorrow night. And it, you'd let him go a few nights until he came together and found his, his feet. So there's a mean? touch of psychology involved. I think there oh, is. Oh, yeah, you yeah. have to, you have. I don't know why I'm asking this question, but when somebody is coming to your session regularly and they're not improving the situation, it's just <laughs> getting to the stage where, Jays, we're in trouble here. How do you, how do you salvage that situation? I always say, I always say, you have to do what's present. You know, if the, if somebody comes in and he's playing a bowl on, just a smart ability, he's not that bad. No, but let's he, say he's brutal. Let's he, say he's brutal. Well, let's, let's be, let's be like, yeah, he's okay. so bad that no one is enjoying if he, the music. If he's brutal, he has to go. He has to go. I but mean, I, I, it, if he's brutal, I just say, it's very hang on a minute, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll actually invite you up for maybe the last tune yeah. and we'll see what rhythm you have there and we might play something just oh, to help so you, yeah, you know. So yeah. but, if, but if a fella is a little bit off the rhythm of the music and he has a little oh, bit no, of technique, yeah. Yeah. I always say, leave him alone. He, mm-hmm. he has to find his feet. Absolutely, you know? yeah. You yeah. don't expect somebody to be able to do mm-hmm. your rhythm right away mm-hmm. all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would always leave the door open to him. Yeah. But the whole thing about it is, you finish up adjusting to him after a while. It's you that has to change, not yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And that changes you around for a little bit. That's a bit of being humble and, and letting yeah, you because don't the have se- to be the great session, always. The session is such a beautiful thing that, yeah. you know, it, it, anything can happen. And, 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 and one person can make a night just so fantastic for everybody. But obviously, the, the, the other is true as well. Somebody can make it a little bit less oh, enjoyable. Never go out with what I used to say to people one time when I was... In a different mood, I'd say to people, don't go out tonight expecting a good night. Yeah. And if we get it, it's going to be a bonus. You know what I mean? That, that's the way I'd always say. And if you're prepared like this, 
you'd prepare for the bad and the good, you know. Yes. But to go out expecting that it's going to be good every night, it's not going to work on, I'm afraid. I don't I, think I, so. I remember a long time ago too, when, when, when the sessions were good, you'd sing. Oh, you're and singing you, that you, you, you sing, and I used to think it was absolutely fantastic singing. And and then I heard you on the, the album, maybe Conor McCarthy and Cyril O'Donoghue, who you played a, a beautiful uh, tune on, the, I think it was the low whistle. Yeah. And I could hear you singing as you played this tune. I could hear your voice because I remember you singing yeah, and you, yeah. were, you were playing this tune as, as well, if you were singing. people say I play slow airs as they should be sung. Yes, you well, know, and, and I, I think you do. You, I mean, I can hear you actually singing the bloody thing. You know, it's Even Tony McMahon said that to me. He said, you play an air like someone was singing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't... Would you play yeah. a little bit of an air or, or sing a song or anything like I, that? I, you know what I do? I play you in a different air now altogether. Yeah, yeah. I play the tune, as Mike, Michael Russell used to say, Kassan Tugan. You know, so there's so many versions of this tune. That's the twisting of the rope, I think, is it? Twisting of the rope, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be like uh, making sugans yeah, to tie yeah. the hair. Mm-hmm. Just even to, you'd have to twist the hair. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. So it could be that as well. And it, I think there was a play back at the start of the century. It was called Kassan Tugan. It was done by one of, I forget who it was now. I'd, I could, you know, my old head is slipping a bit. But yeah, really, which was a lovely, just a lovely tune. But uh, that's only the, the fellas that could speak the Irish, the Gaelic, that could play these tunes beautiful, because it was a part of their lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when they when they sung and played these things, they just knew how to they knew how to interpret the tune. Do you know what I mean? So I suppose I'd be kind of uh, most of my life I'd be listening to these and try maybe trying. An ear is a very hard thing to it play. Is, yeah. like it's, it's not an easy thing, you know. So I'll try it anyway, and if I. If I get through it, it'll be a bonus.
So, oh. Lovely, lovely, lovely. What were you thinking about when you were playing that? I suppose I'd be, I'd be thinking of uh, old pipers and, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Different people would be passing through my head now. I'd be thinking of old travellers playing music and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's really what I'd always be thinking about is who play these tunes and why they play them. And, and who did you learn that tune What does it mean to those people, do you know? Mm-hmm. I'd be always gone away in my head. I'd never be present... Yeah. With my own ability. Some people have said they think about nothing when they're playing. I suppose maybe that's more or less what I wouldn't be thinking about myself anyway, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I suppose now I'll have to look at it again now that you <laughs> asked that question. The next Just, time around, I'll, I'll, I'll you check have to out. think about what you're thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> and the best thing is not to think at all, sure, sometimes. Yeah. But of course, you have to have a bit of passion and a bit of love, as I said. Just put a bit of love into an old tune such as Grant. I know that the people have different techniques and different ways of doing them. But sometimes when they're played the way they were sung and, and that, it's lovely too, you know. I, you don't need technique all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Depends on the tune. It'd be nice to know if somebody joined in with you maybe in a bit of harmony, maybe a fiddle with a bit of harmony doing that, you know. Yeah. Leave that alone and just put, do a small little bit of enhancement here and there. That's nice because the tune is still present all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I disagree with you. I, think yeah, there, yeah. I don't think there's anything better than you just playing that tune on its well, own. I, I think people do too much harmonies yeah, in I'm, Irish I'm, music. I don't like harmony at all. I do, but... Do you know, even in singing, I, 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 I'm sick of harmony. I love the unison. People singing the same, yeah, you know, yeah. together. Oh, yeah, singing is grand. But in music, when you hear people harmonising in reels too much, yeah. do you know what I mean? And hitting mm. this... Uh, no... It's yeah. not for me, it's not the purpose, you know. Okay, it can be done, it shows that how, how brilliant they are, you know, that, they're, that they can, you know, competent or whatever. But I, lo- I love people then in a song to get away from the song and do the, the fancy yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. that's what I love. I and and well, we have a man in the room here that can do that, yes. that's Adam, do you know yeah. what I mean? He's fantastic, isn't he? He's, mm-hmm. And I, I love when he does that, it's uh, and that's an art in itself. That's, Who do you uh, like as a singer? Uh, who does I like as a singer? Luke Kelly. Yeah. The greatest singer that ever sung a song was Luke Kelly to me. Mm-hmm. From his heart. The greatest storyteller, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And we had then, of course, if you go local, you'd have the likes of Mick Flynn, Beyond and Milton. Do you remember Mick and yes, Milton? He, did, Mick and Jane, yeah. he, he was another man that, could, that appealed to me awful. Mm-hmm. He was the power and passion of his singing. It meant, it meant an awful lot to me when I was a young dad, all that I stuff. I think singing is very important to you. I, I, I think from the way you play those, even the tunes, oh, yeah. it's like it's a voice. It is, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it is. Like, it's me, instead of singing, I'm kind of trying to put it across in the, in the, in the tune, you know? Yeah, yeah. In the air. Yeah. But uh, Mick Flynn there in Milltown years ago now, you know, the Kane sisters were... Okay, the Laura's Cairns people. Uh, alive that, 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 that's exciting you. Yeah, I, I love Dolores's way, her passion yeah. and her music. There's people like that that, that I can pick. And a few up the north of Ireland sands and mm. them kind of people. Mm. They had some way of delivering. It's the story that gets you. It's, it's the delivery of the story. Mm. Because it's, 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 it, to me, a lot of it's to do with accents, and, and the accents are gone. They're going very fast. They're going, And yeah. in, in a way, that's why I really appreciate you having me here no because if you're no, spot on about the if, accents if we did nothing else we've documented your accent which to me is hugely important because your your accent is, is, is part of your music the way you speak to me the way you speak to anybody is part of your music yeah and, and, and it, it, we were talking earlier on mm. Owen 
about what was missing. Do you remember I said mm-hmm. it skipped? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's gone, is the accent. Mm-hmm. You picked the word there. It was, yeah, I, I, do you remember previously yes. tonight, this mm-hmm. evening, we were talking away about when the music went from one, how did it go so far away from the tradition, just like that, do you mm-hmm. know? They threw out the accent because it always, didn't mean I, anything no more. There's a different accent, say, in Kilfenora than there is in Ennis Diamond, yeah. than there is in Doolin, in, in your age group. And, yeah. I, and it's fascinating. Like, that's so different. For me, I can spot it because I love accents. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there, there, there's nuances that people, I, I, I think that men in Kilfenora, they use their shoulder a lot. Yeah. They, they're, when they want to express yeah. themselves, their shoulder goes up. Yeah. And I, 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 as an outsider, I, I love all this. I, 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 and, and your accent is, is a different accent than, than James Devitt's accent is. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think if you... It, I'm not meant to be given out, but it seems like every Pullman broadcast were given out with the younger crowd. But, but the mad stuff is gone because it, it's a little bit the same. Well, it, you, you can use more mad or whatever. Like mm-hmm. We like to do that because... Uh, us. Mad, madness is a reality, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe this music, if you go back in, in history, even if you go back to the old Western films in America, we've gone back for generations, the madness that was in the music, mm-hmm. and it was, all, it was Irish music that was brought over there, you know, with immigration and stuff, and the, the whole madness of life, the energy there was in that madness. Were we lucky in you the know. sense that maybe we were allowed? There was more. There was huge respect for the for the, for for the people that were a little bit different, you know. In in our in our era, maybe it's harder now that it, there's you know for some young person, seventeen or eighteen year old, to be different. Maybe it's of harder. Of course, it is. Like because we were kind of we 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 loved the people that were. That's still going back to what I said. Something was skipped, and them kids were denied that. They weren't let build them. They weren't let march into it. They were taken across the bridge, in in a truck. You know what I mean? And they weren't allowed to experience a ten or twelve years there of life around the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Fifteen or twenty years went there with some kind of an experimentation going on, but there was nothing really going on. And then the gurus jumped on it, and they, and they, they saw that there was money to be made out of it, and then started making all these little shows and all this kind of thing. Forgetting the individual, forgetting the soloist, forgetting everything. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So these, that's why you're saying the young people maybe aren't in touch. But, they, 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 but that's not, no it seems part to me, of their own. It seems to me that the original Riverdance was exactly full of uniqueness and craziness and madness. Yeah. But then the, the, the copies of that yeah. became... Maybe a little bit, I don't know, but it, it, it wasn't, accentless. It wasn't the same as dancing here in the house anyway. The original one was incredibly... Oh, it was incredible. I would never criticise the Riverdance. There was dance. something went on there that was kind of fucking wild. I thought Riverdance was, was the greatest thing for Irish dancing that ever happened. But it was wild. Yeah. Well, of course oh, it initially. was. You could feel the way the wildness and the, the freedom that was in the that. Madness the, was there, the right? madness was there. Who and was playing is, Davis Bland and Martin O'Connor and all. They were all involved in the, in the, in the first uh, Riverdance. Yeah, Stars the first ever. thing, yeah. So the music, Martin O'Connor and Davis Bland would be two great examples of wild, wild music. Yeah, there'd be mad music yeah. mad, out there. Do you know what I mean? Out yeah. there, as they call it. And that's, that's I suppose, yeah, if, if, you, if, you look at, if you look at that, and then the guy, the, the computer is the teacher now, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. they, they're learning off the, tra- they're always on the internet, learning tunes from each other and stuff. And they're losing their own, I think they're losing their own identity every time they do this. They might be brilliant technicians, 
But if they just, like, I suppose, have the courage to look at themselves and say, what can I really do with this? That could be even more brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Instead of just learning and, and, and leaving it down like as if it's a subject. It's not a subject. Music is a spiritual part of your life. And without music, what would we be? Nothing. Mm. We'd have nothing without music. Mm-hmm. Religion has failed. Mm-hmm. Everything has failed. But music has grown. It's, it's more important than ever. It's more important than it's grown not just worldwide, for us, not just all for over us, the world. But for everybody, I yeah. think it's more important. So uh, music is a special, special gift from from the, the, the kings of the gods or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you chose to believe in. Yeah. That's, that, it, it is a gift, there's no doubt about it, but music is there and people need music. It's a part of our existence, a part of nature, you know. And that's how I always believe that. That's what keeps me going, that's what keeps me strong about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact, actually, you know, I know through my own experiences that that, that that thing I had about music, that passion would keep me alive if I never ate a dinner. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was so, it was unbelievable like to be like that and the freedom that was in it, that you could be yourself doing it, you know. And I think all that has been taken away by dictators around the world, do you know what I mean? But they're losing, they're being challenged. Because of music and the message of music gone out, all these dictators have been challenged now. Yeah. And they're throwing them off, they're throwing them overboard. Do you know what I mean? And they want reality in their life. there's fantastic music happening all the time now. There's fantastic music happening all the time now, different types of music. Oh, it's unbelievable. And the the talent is unbelievable. No, but even besides the talent, you see, every... Whatever emotion is going on in, in, in young people's heads they're they're letting it out and the way they're letting it out is through music you know? oh they're letting it out through music mm-hmm. they're brilliant it's, writers and all mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i can hear that you can hear them coming through mm-hmm. and when they do you can identify them mm-hmm. do you know when you hear mm-hmm. the one that's really mm-hmm. going back to that that thing about music you'll hear it yeah. and and thank god there is plenty of them yeah. coming again but what i was saying was there was a little gap there mm-hmm. for a while where it was a bit mm-hmm. tattery and it was all over the place and there was doubt then. I had doubt that it would come back or was that the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I suppose music will never die. That's no, the great no, thing. It, it will it, never die. There's more music. And we should there. never. And there's more young, great musicians now than there ever was. You know what I mean? But, you know, when you, when you brought up a different way, we're of a different time and we, I suppose we'd have to defend our own time and we have to, we have to decide we, what we liked was good too, you know, so we can't... Well, Christy, Christy Barry, thanks uh, a million for your hospitality to myself and Adam, and thanks to Sheila as well. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed the chat, and uh, it, it, to me, it's important. And uh, I, if I've done nothing else, and myself and Adam have done nothing else, we've documented you. And I, I wanted to do that because, in many ways, in many ways, you're a very, very important part of uh, the tradition. And my tradition and what I know around not yeah, yeah, for you know years. Said for and it, it, you didn't have to ask me, did you? You know, no, it. no, but it, it's very, it, it, it's a, it's a real pleasure to be here. I wonder when I talk about the first time I, I met you when you played the seventeen reels. I wonder would you play four reels once once around each time to to, to finish us off? <laughs> because what I loved about you was you picked all the 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 the, the well known tunes and you made them your own. And what if I get a heart attack? But you well, do. you don't have to do it if you don't want. But, <laughs> And you said you have to play it three or four times, you know. But I, no, just play it. If well, I played for an hour and 45 minutes uh, in Queens, in New York. Without stopping? For, for a bit, on a flute. Yeah. An hour and 45 I minutes. Yeah, well, the times I saw it was, it was recorded, right? It was yeah. recorded. 
I was on stage and I played into the microphone for, with uh, myself and a fellow called Steve Johnson on guitar. An hour and 45 minutes, I don't... Well, I saw you get an audience. <laughs> we, 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 were, uh, we were having our coffees in, in, in Chicago once. We were in a posh pub, a right posh pub. And in, in a lot of those pubs in America, there was nothing but television screens. They were fecking awful. They were awful, you know, yeah. Awful. Television, like not just one, but like 20. There was probably, <laughs> yeah. So we were sitting there and we were, there was an awful crowd to me because there was a big basketball match on. I don't know if you remember this, yeah. but there was a big basketball match on and the, the, the uh, Chicago Bulls were playing and the place was packed and we weren't in right form at all. We weren't enjoying this. Was our little space that we had every day was gone. Yeah. So you were sitting in the middle of the of the room, and you, you took out two spoons, and you started playing the spoons, just with your head going right to the left, and you were playing the spoons. And slowly but surely, people started saying, "What the?" And you played the spoons for twenty minutes. And after 15 minutes, there was nobody watching the Chicago Bulls. They were all watching the madman from County Clare playing the two spoons. That was the most lovely thing I ever was involved in. <laughs> do you remember that? I did, yeah. When we used to do things, <laughs> they were too fond of the, the games were going on too long. Them basketball games were too long anyway. They needed a break, you know. Just <laughs> Thanks again, Christopher. I'd only, I'd only watch the end of the matches because they were too long, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but you'd have to get growing. That was their sport, sure. Ah, that was great. They, they were lovely people anyway. We, we can't say they weren't because they were lovely, lovely people in Chicago. And the Americans, I love the American people, mm-hmm. you know. They're great people, to be honest, you know. Thanks again for, for, for this. And we'll, 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 uh, we'll just be grateful to you for, for doing it. Thanks very much. Okay. Did I play it, you feel so? Finish it out, yeah, thanks. Let me see they play for you.